It's Word of the Day on the Empathic Mastery Show. Welcome. I'm your host, Jennifer Moore, and I'm so glad you're here. Word of the Day episodes are short and sweet. I offer my perspective as a mentor, teacher, and healer for other highly sensitive and empathic women. I take one concept and unpack it for you. Then, I ask questions to help you find your truth. So, without any further ado, let's talk about today's word. Today's word is readiness. The other day, my husband and I celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary. This had me thinking about romance and relationships and what it took to find and sustain lasting love in my life, along with all the other ways that being a highly sensitive empathic person affects this. I realized how essential readiness is to attract and sustain a healthy relationship, In hindsight, I see how my readiness to be in a relationship deeply impacted the choices I made in all my romantic relationships. It was only when I was able to own my shadow around love and romance that my lifelong tendency to attract and cling to relationships with emotionally unavailable, ambivalent people was able to shift. To actually make changes, I had to own the part of me that did not feel ready to be in a relationship. Shortly before I met my current spouse, it dawned on me that what I stated I desired and what I actually desired were not the same. If you asked me at the age of 23, I would have told you I was a hopeless romantic idealist. I identified as an incredibly empathic, loving, kind, emotionally available person who just wanted to be intimate and cozy with somebody 24-7. However, my reality was that every single relationship I entered and stayed in was with somebody who was emotionally unavailable, distant, not particularly direct with their verbal communication, and deeply ambivalent over being in a committed long-term partnership. Essentially, every one of them was just not all that into me, and especially not all that into being in a relationship with me. Now, When I first realized this, it was pretty sad and painful to admit. It meant I had to acknowledge that I just kept on pursuing one impossible prospect after another. When I reviewed the common denominator among all my love interests, it was that none of them really wanted to be in a relationship with me. I told myself the story that I was ready, that I was emotionally available, and that I just had horrible luck finding and keeping the right person for me. I comforted myself with the explanation that since my father was emotionally unavailable and non-communicative, like nearly every father from my generation, I'd imprinted on these kinds of people. But All of this meant I placed all the culpability and flaws on the other reluctant participant. I kept assuring myself that I just needed to be patient, they'd come around, or I'd focus on the things that were working and justified that their words and actions didn't matter as much as the affection I sensed during moments of intimacy. I closed my eyes, put my fingers in my ears, and ignored the fact that they told me they weren't interested, that they weren't ready, and they weren't looking for a marriage. Instead, I clung to the fantasy that as long as I loved them enough and selflessly offered my empathy and generosity, it would all magically change. As an empath, I could sense the part of them that was choosing to keep one foot in the door. 
As an empath, I could connect with the part of them that was connecting with me. As an empath, I was also picking up their ambivalence and resistance. But instead of acknowledging this part, I desperately tried to rescue them and fix the situation by leaning in even more. It was only when I actually acknowledged that there was a part of me that didn't want to be in a relationship that I even started to be able to do something different. When our energetic, emotional, and logistical boundaries are weak or limited, we'll take on the distress and challenges of our loved ones. When we're still in an unconscious empath state, we'll often rush in to rescue and double down on our desire. It can feel nearly inconceivable to admit any part of us would want distance from our love interest's emotional turmoil. Instead of owning any of my resistance, hesitation, or need for space, I projected my ambivalence. I projected the parts of me that didn't want to be in a relationship onto these other people. Essentially, I let them do the heavy lifting for me. I got to look like the kind, loving, hopeless romantic who just had bad luck in love. They got to be the ones who set all the boundaries, set all the limits, and said, no, this is not what I want. But here's the thing. If I had actually been ready for a relationship, the truth is, I would have had absolutely no tolerance for someone who was ambivalent. I would have had no willingness to put up with a romantic partner who told me I'm only looking for something casual. Commitment is not for me. I'm not looking for marriage. Sex is fun, but I don't want to take this further. I'm not ready to settle down. If I was really ready for a serious relationship, I'd have said, you're nice. I like you. It's been a great roll in the hay. However, I'm looking for a hell of a lot more than what you're prepared to give. I deserve more than this, so bye bye It's been real. Don't let the door hit you in the butt on your way out. I wouldn't have waited. I wouldn't have stuck around. I would have accepted that the fish was not suitable, and I would have thrown them back into the water. Instead, because I wasn't really ready, I kept hanging out with smelly fish. I'd watch them rot and express my dismay because this allowed me to hold on to my story as the unfortunate ideal woman who just couldn't catch a break. The narrative was much more palatable than admitting I wasn't prepared or ready to be in a real long-term committed relationship yet. So instead of owning that part of me, I let them own it for me. As I started to work on my empathic sensitivity and setting better boundaries, I began to recognize often what I told myself I wanted and what I actually wanted often didn't add up. I gave myself permission to ask the hard questions. What is it about a relationship that I don't actually want? What is it that makes me hesitant? What is it that has me ambivalent about being in a relationship? The answers that came back surprised me at first. As someone who'd identified as a person who wanted a lot of attention and affection, it came as a shock to realize I actually needed a great deal of solitude and alone time. I didn't want a relationship where we did everything together and finished each other's sentences. What made me hesitant was the fear that I wouldn't be able to advocate for myself. I feared that I'd lose myself, especially my work and time as a creative person, to the demands of the partnership. Though, initially, I had no conscious awareness of it, I did not want to keep absorbing the concerns and pain from my lover. 
What had me most ambivalent about being in a relationship was that since I couldn't actually admit what I really wanted, I wouldn't be able to ask for it or maintain my boundaries. Everything shifted when I started to be able to recognize what my limits were, what my needs were, and what my boundaries were around being in a relationship. Everything changed when I gave myself permission to acknowledge that part of me simply wasn't ready yet. That's when I started to realize I wanted something different than I thought I did. In reality, I didn't want to be with somebody 24-7, hanging out in a perpetual state of lovey-dovey intimacy, because that actually felt smothering to me. I actually wanted a relationship that offered me a lot of room to grow. I needed a partnership where I could claim plenty of space for me and my passions and interests. I craved a lot of quiet, downtime, and space apart. It wasn't until I fully embraced the part of me that needed all this room, who didn't want to be attached at the hip day in, day out, that I was able to find the loving partnership I've been in for over 21 years now. So my question to you right now is, where do you land with all of this? What stage are you at with your love life or some other important desire? Perhaps it's something different. Readiness applies to all aspects of our lives. Maybe there's another area than your love life where this pattern manifests. Do you tell yourself you're totally ready for a goal or dream, but then you keep on manifesting evidence to the contrary? Do you keep concluding that it just isn't working, but the same pattern or behavior keeps repeating over and over again? If you are in a relationship, is the relationship solid where both of you are showing up 100%? Do you both agree with some version of, yeah, I'm really down for this? If that's the case, then go you. However, if it's not the case, then what makes you stay? What is it about the relationship that keeps you coming back for more? What is it about you that puts you in that kind of a situation? Is it possible that there is a part of you that wants something different than what you actually thought you wanted? Obviously, this is not always that cut and dried. It's not that simple, particularly if there are children involved. But in my experience, my own readiness and deepest desire gets reflected in many aspects of my life. I can honestly say, if you keep on manifesting ambivalent relationships, the person you gotta look at is yourself, not all those other people. So I would love to hear what you have to say about all of this. Please leave a comment and until next word of the day, I wish you peace. I wish you ease. I especially wish you the capacity to recognize where you're at in terms of readiness for whatever you are saying is your heart's desire. And until next time, I send you love. As we come to the end of this episode, I'd love to hear what you're taking from this show. Please jump over to empathicmasteryshow.com to leave your comments. In the show notes, you'll find a link to grab your copy of My Empathic Safety Guide, Three Basics for Finding Calm in the Eye of the Storm. And while you're there, please subscribe and follow this show. And thank you for your help sharing this show with the people who need it. Please help me to spread the word and send this podcast to friends or family members who need support living as highly sensitive empathic people. 
Then, join me again when the next Empathic Mastery show airs. Okay, one last time. Hop over to EmpathicMasteryShow.com for your empathic safety guide. And until next show, shine on. We need you and your gifts here on this planet. So please, don't judge your empathic rainbow by colorblind standards.